Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only Anna Kelly. And we are going to talk about the election results. Uh, obviously, a lot is still undecided, but I think we have a clear picture how the dust will likely settle. And what we're going to talk about is not individual elections or even the House or the Senate. We're going to talk about your money, the stock market, housing, the Fed, what this might mean. And just to paint the picture, Anna, we're going to assume the Republicans have the House by a narrow margin. We don't even have to call the Senate at this point, because as long as Republicans have one, I got my split government that I was hoping for. So as you <laughs> see it this morning, what do you think? What might happen in the next couple of years, in your opinion? You know, um, I think we're a country very divided, right, along ideological lines for many, many different things. Um, and as long as there's kind of this gridiron in Congress, there's not going to be the hopeful thing of this is that there's not going to be huge sways to monetary policy. Right. We're talking about what does this mean for us and our wealth and our money, et cetera. We're not going to see these huge swings in monetary policy in fiscal policy in um, you know, government spending and in taxation if there's not one party in full control. Um, and so that's that's my hopeful thoughts about today. You know, I know people's emotions are kind of all over the place. And whether you think your guy got in or not, or your gal got in or not, um, you know, I'm really focused on, you know, let's say there's more of the status quo over the next couple of years. What does that mean for us? Yeah, that's, you know, going into the election, I've said on my channel the last three or four days that I was just hoping for a split government. I'm ecstatic this morning, right? I had no real horse in the race. Of course, I voted. Uh, who I voted for is none of your business. It's it's done. Right. <laughs> um, but I wanted to split government. And we got that. In fact, we probably have the best outcome possible because there was talk about the Republicans dominating the House, which would give them more breathing room to push their initiative. It looks like they're going to have it, but by a narrow margin, which means we all got to get along, right? right? There's enough extreme Democrats and extreme Republicans that even the Republicans and Democrats have to get together to pass anything. So yes. uh, I am, I'm sitting here going, yes, no, no, no nonsense for two years. And I got to tell you, I think Powell, I think Powell's smiling this morning because he's like, okay, good. No more stimulus checks. No more, you know, this, that, the other thing. Because again, he was fighting an uphill battle. Every time Congress printed more money or spent more money, he's like, you guys are making my job harder. So I think right. I was ecstatic this morning. I agree with you on that, you know, because what happens is Powell's in control of one side, right, of, of the, the monetary equation. And basically Congress is in control of the other side and to some extent the president, right? But if you have, um, you know, Powell and the Fed trying to trying to pull back and to tighten things up at the same time that you either have a lot of government spending, putting checks back in people's pockets on the Democrat side, or you have big tax cuts on the Republican side that lets people have more money. Both of those things can really harm the fight against inflation. So one side or the other extreme um, where both sides of, you know, Congress went to the same party or, or you know, the president, et cetera, could definitely make it more difficult. And that's what we saw in England, right, a couple of weeks ago um, with the new prime minister that says, hey, we're going to cut taxes while they're trying to raise rates. And, you know, it, the bond market absolutely flipped flipped out because monetary policy and fiscal policy were fighting against each other. And so, yes, I mean, I think we have to look at today and say, listen, 
life goes on. Um, what does this really mean? Are we going to have any massive changes to the strategies that we need to employ as individuals to preserve our wealth and to grow our wealth and to grow our income? And I think the answer is today, it's not It's not another red herring event that kind of one way or the other makes us go, oh my gosh, everything I thought isn't going to happen. It's just kind of more of the same and keep trucking, in my opinion. So I think Powell NetNet is is very excited because again he's like okay I'm I'm not my the current that I'm fighting to beat inflation is not increasing because of congressional spending so I think he went I think he's happy today yeah I think then, so then I then I think about the stock market right the stock market likes uh, certainty it's always a forward leaning indicator I think it looks at the news this morning and kind of goes okay great nothing crazy right. Um, there's not it's it's again kind of only the best ideas will get done and right. no right or left dominated thing um ESG or drill baby drill or whatever right whatever whatever one party really wanted to go after and the other didn't y'all got to get along now right it's such right. a narrow thing so uh, i think the stock market looks at it this morning going oh that's that's actually not a bad outcome. We 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 can deal with this. What do you think? Right. I, I agree with you. And again, I think I think the stock markets, although they are a leading indicator indicator, sometimes they get it wrong, right? But generally speaking, um, any big changes create more uncertainty and that creates fear. And when there's more fear and uncertainty, um, you know, companies and individuals make rash choices. You know, they they react based on, oh my goodness, something's changed. People don't like change. The stock market doesn't like change. And so, you know, when you have kind of this gridiron, there may be some that say, oh crud, we were hoping for big tax cuts. Others, oh crud, we were we were hoping for big spending, right? Depending on where you are. Um, but when there's something else that doesn't change, it's actually nice for the stock market that they're already dealing with, you know, wars and rumors of wars and inflation. And are we really, is inflation or deflation our bigger problem, right? Those are the kind of questions that are being asked. And now we, they basically can say, well, at least we don't have huge political swings as our next big problem we have to deal with. Yeah. And then the final one, let's talk about housing. I think housing, really, there's two things to think about. One is interest rates, which is front and center. Again, going back to Powell, he's like, okay, great. I may not have to go as high, right? Mm -hmm. There was a chance that if it won one direction or the other, uh, that's more spending. And again, he would have to go higher to kind of break this thing. So I think maybe rates don't go as high. But lastly, on housing, I, you know, I don't know this for sure, but if I was a betting man, I would think one of the few things that, you know, kind of middle Republicans and middle Democrats could agree on is residential housing. We need to help first time home buyers, especially now that housing is so unaffordable and this, that, the other thing. So I think one of the first things they may agree on is some kind of housing. I don't know what you want to call it. Incentive package loans, something uh, yeah. to maybe uh, help there, but uh, maybe I'm overthinking it. Yeah, I don't think you're overthinking it. You know, there's been so much gridiron um, and gridlock in Congress for so long um, that it's it's you know I hope that we have enough moderates that come in and basically can agree and can work together to get some things done like that. Yeah, again, I think anything that gets done the next two years has to be bipartisan, and yes. that's something we really haven't seen for six years. It's new. Let's try it. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Yeah, I hope so. You know, because I, I think ultimately, 
um, you know, there is wider and wider wealth gaps. The poor get poorer, the richer get richer. Um, and, you know, if there are going to be things that you can agree upon, whether you think we should be, you know, spending money and giving people stuff or not, those that really can't afford housing really are a group that should be helped, you know? And so I think that you can, you can come in and you can provide some kind of programs that add some stability um, with what we've got going. The question is how far do they go? And I, I, I tend to think that there's two, um, we're still pretty far left and far right at, far right in this country. There's a lot of polarization. I hope there's enough moderates to get to get some things done. I'm hopeful, but not extremely optimistic. <laughs> yeah, again, this is all new. We're all trying to figure out, frankly, the vote counts haven't even you know been they're not done yet. Right. so we're right. you know, we're talking very early on on Wednesday. So all of this could change. Yeah, but uh, you know, again, at the end of the day, uh, a split government, I think, is what was decided. I think Powell. I think Powell's happy. I think the stock market will eventually be happy. I think there will be a couple of initiatives that are right for every state, and I think mm -hmm. housing could be one of those. We shall see. But uh, at the end of the day, I personally am excited how it ended up. A split government is all I asked for, and it seems, you know, knock on wood, that we got it this morning. Anna, where can people find you? Right. You can find me here every week and on my playlist on your channel on YouTube. You can find me at social media at Anna Kelly, REI Mom. And you can find me on my website, reimom.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.